This is the In the Field podcast brought to you by Pheasant Bonanza. everyone this week on the podcast we have the one and only trent Trent licklider what's up (laughs) and austin teeter this week we are talking hunt tests and someone's success others failures of guinea angel and hank at the junior hunt test start off with trent what was the first dog you ran through the hunt tests? The first dog I ran would have been back in like 2003 or four, And it would have been, uh, actually, I can correct myself, it had been uh, 2005. And it was Deuce, uh, big yellow lab. Uh, he was like snow white. And a lot of our customers remember him. We, we got a lot of pictures around here of him. But I flunked my first junior. Now, that was the only junior I flunked, but I did flunk my first junior, and uh, we can go into why later, but uh, that was the first one I ran. And then I only ran uh, my two dogs, which was Benelli and Deuce, and those were the two dogs I got through junior and then started seniors after that. Your first dog was what, Austin? It was Angel. Angel. Angel was my first dog also. So let's get into this. We're when we're talking hunt test, we are talking AKC retriever hunt test. Now let's kind of go in on what they are. So <clears throat> my whole take on the AKC hunt test is this is actually why I got started in the dog training business was I had a couple young dogs, Deuce and Benelli, and I was down in Lincoln and they had a retriever club down there. And I was there just spectating because I heard a lot about my dad ran a couple trials um, when he was um, in his 30s, 30s, 40s. And uh, I wanted to I wanted to learn about this hunt test game, not necessarily field trial, because that's a whole nother level. But this hunt test game and it's supposed to be hunts situations. Now, some judges like to make it more like kind of more of like a field trial and and that's where I like to see it more of like the dogs and the the handlers are competing against the test not each other's dog and uh, so it's supposed to be a hunt situation a lot of waterfowl situations I've been up north up into um, Minnesota and they'll do more like they'll let you actually hunt like you're hunting for pheasants up to the line and uh, sometimes you have to pick up a dead bird in a like a grass field. So most of the time they're waterfowl situations, but I have seen a little bit of upland situation in the hunt test. And to go in that a little further, like you said, the hunt tests, you are being tested. There's a judge there testing you on just on your dog compared to the test where trials dogs are competing against each other. Exactly. And it's, it's kind of a pass-fail. There's so many things you can do wrong um, before you're failed, but sometimes they'll let you complete the whole test and you don't you don't pass. You know, it's just enough things went wrong throughout that test. Uh, you might have had to handle too many times. You might have had to uh, 
um, pull your dog off of an old mark, and that's uh, that's a big no-no when they go back to an old mark. All right, so let's dive into this a little further. There are three different, on the retriever hunt test, there are three different levels. There's your juniors, your seniors, and then your master. So the, to start off with, a junior is just four single marks. That's what me and Austin just did this weekend. Um, two land, two water, and they can get up to 100 yards. Then And you found that out, uh, 100 yards. 100 yards. <laughs> it's, it's out there a ways. Um, then... And the water retrieves might not even be in water. They just might have to go through the water to get to the retrieve. And then we have seniors. Now, Saturday or Sunday morning, I showed up. There's two different locations. I showed up to the seniors. So I started watching the, them do the test dog. And all of a sudden, they're throwing marks. I'm like, oh, I'm not prepared for this. And then I finally... <laughs> I finally nudges the guy next to me and goes is this the juniors and he goes no this is the seniors you need to go back all the way around town and that be at the other location so i was running a little bit behind flying around but trent will you go into a little bit of detail on what uh is in the senior test so on the seniors the most i've um been part of is two well you got two doubles so you have a double on land and you have a double in the water or through water, like you said. Uh, they do critique you a little bit more on seniors on your line. So if they'll set you up to where you have to go along the edge of a bank, and then if your dog just goes around the water, um, they'll probably fail you. Uh, they also have a blind in the water or around the water, and they also have a blind on the land. So you're doing a two doubles and then a blind on each. Um, I don't believe I saw any any diversion birds or any poison birds. Those are more masters, which um, can be triples, um, doubles. It's usually, um, sometimes it goes three, four series. I mean, it can run three days. I've seen a master run three days long. And then go ahead and jump right into a master. So um, I have never personally ran a master. Um, one of my buddies, uh, Brad Shavey, uh, he ran my dog on a master, but, uh, we can go into, uh, into that later. But, um, I was not, I was actually working up here when my dog was ready for masters. So I sent my dog, um, Deuce with Brad. He ran a couple masters. I watched a lot of them, but what's cool about the masters is, I mean, you talk about some extreme, um, training with just kind of like field trial but i've saw um the one of the neatest ones was i saw a triple and then after the uh second dog or excuse me second mark um dog was bringing the second mark back they threw um what i'd call a diversion bird which was another mark off to the side just to see if that dog would go back and grab that that third bird and uh, then they might turn you around and run a blind right up the middle. So just imagine having those three marks, possibly another diversion bird, and then still having to have your dog trust you to send you right up the middle for, for a blind. That could be 100, 125 yards long. So they, have, they had to split the two marks 
that they have both seen go down. And a live flyer. One of them was a live flyer. A live flyer. So they threw a live duck in the air and shot it over top of them. Yeah. That's that's just torture. Yep. And then uh, one of the biggest things with masters is uh, steadiness and honor. So when you're done with your marks, let's say you did your double or triple and you came back, you then set off to the side. Sometimes they'll put you in front, sometimes off to the side, sometimes behind, and you now watch the next guy go with your dog by your side. I've seen them allow your dog to lift its rear, but if it takes a few steps forward and you got to sit there and say, heel, yep, yep, yep. Usually it's a pat or a fail. This is where Maverick fell into some troubles, right? Yeah. Maverick, uh, he was down with Rusty Haglin um, with trigger time. And his honor, well, his actually, it wasn't even just his honor. It was just um, his steadiness. He was so jacked up that he would just, uh, he would break a lot of times. And that's the, that's the whole um, challenge with it is training for these tests is there's no e-collars. I mean, let's let's make sure there's actually not even supposed to be e-collars on the ground. You're not supposed to have an e-collar on your dog while it's on the training ground or the testing ground. Uh, no hot shots, um, no physical buggy whips. I mean, no, there's, there's really just a lot of relationship with dog and handlers. So if you haven't done the prep work, Without e-collars or even, you know, to where your dog understands, you know, gets collar smart, then it's it's a challenge. And mainly on those honors and steadiness. I've seen a live flyer as close as like 10 yards away. So imagine this duck just quacking, they're quacking, two shots, boom, boom, you know, and then your dog has to stay there without any leash, no collar. I mean, yeah. It's tough. It is. Man. It's fun, though. Oh, it's it was a great time when I did it. Puts a competitive edge on dog training. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell your story real quick on uh, you just watching the hunt test for the first time and what that guy said to you. Oh, yeah. Um, maybe this guy's listening, <laughs> which could be fun, but it is what it is. Um, I appreciate what he said because it um, it made me kind of wor- it put me where I'm at. But uh, I had this uh, these two young pups, and I pulled into that that Lincoln hunt test, and uh, we were sitting there watching my wife and I and my beat up Dodge pickup, red Dodge pickup, and uh, had my dog box in the back, which I just spent my life savings on. You know, the diamond plate. Actually, you guys took it to my it's test. <laughs> <laughs> it's still working. It's a Crow River. They don't make them anymore, but Crow River had a good line of uh, dog boxes and dog trailers for a while up in Minnesota. I actually went all the way to Minnesota on a goose hunt and picked this sucker up. But anyways, um, getting back to that, I was sitting there and watching this hunt test, and this guy comes up to me, and he said, what are you doing? I said, I, I want to get into this game. He said, do you have a lot of money? I said, no, sir, I do not. You don't have any money. <laughs> he said, uh, do you have a pro trainer? I said, no, I'm, I do not have a pro trainer either. He said, uh, then you're not going to make it in this game. I said, all right. And I was at that time like a junior in college wrestling. You know, it's my fourth year of college wrestling. I'm, I'm competitive. And you don't tell me something I can't do because I'm going to do it. And I'm going to make sure I do it good. So 
when I got my senior hunt test title, which was a four passes in the senior because I did the juniors, um, that guy was judging and he got to hand me my ribbon. <laughs> and so that was that was like icing on the cake. Look at me now. <laughs> yeah, and, and again, I mean, we're not talking. I mean, the, again, in the dog training world, the dog trainer listen to this, they're like, oh, that's nothing. But that was just me being just an average hunter, average trainer, got two dogs in my backyard, training them every night, trying to get with the big dogs. Uh, Brad Lewis, who's passed away now, and, and uh, uh, he was a big mentor of mine. He was a dog trainer in Valley, and his um, his training grounds is part of of uh, the grounds that they use for the hunt test. And uh, he he was always very positive, and he was very competitive, and he always just kind of said, keep with it, keep with it. And he trained a few of our dogs. So He, he didn't happen to work with Rough River, did he? He is Rough River. Ah. That's where it came from. There so was a lot of guys talking about him. He, um, um, Brad is Rough River. Gotcha. So that was his kennel name. So he trained, like, Molly, which is Mossy, gotcha. um, that Larry mm-hmm. Busey has. Uh, he trained a few other dogs. He put some titles on some of our dogs, but he was a guy I really respected, and uh, he was a cool guy. Um, but he he loved to lift weights, and he just had a, he was just a he was just a good old backwoods boy. I mean, he loved the trap, loved archery, and then he ran dogs. I mean, that was his life. Sounds like the life. All right, so let's dive into everyone's first hunt test. You know, some of us have been doing this for a few years, and some of us have been doing this for a week. (laughs) Trent, go ahead. Your first hunt test with Deuce. All right, so my first hunt test, uh, one thing people didn't really tell me is I ran a junior, I believe it was on a Sunday. So they were running uh, these tests on Friday, on Saturday, and on Sunday. And the juniors um, one day. You know, it's uh, pretty quick, as you guys saw. I mean, you can get in and out fairly quick. Uh, but I was always training with uh, ducks, um, some frozen ducks. I'd thaw them out, put them back in the freezer, you know. So they might be frozen. They might be thawed out, but they were back in the freezer within a day. I didn't know that they would use ducks from Friday that had maggots and flies and basically just stunk and uh so i didn't know that i didn't really train with bad ducks i i I mean truly bad i mean stinky nasty ducks and so uh deuce went over to that first duck and went over to it sniffed it and goes whoa came right back and he saw i mean he lined it just right to the mark went to it kind of nudged it sniffed it came back and at that point, I could have handled him if he would have been a handleable dog, but he was not at that level at that point. So I uh, took my licking and went home. Said, told the judges just like you guys did. Thank you for your time. <laughs> I have some work to do. I will be back. That's what um, I found interesting is you can have a great hunting dog, great retriever, and he'll do anything you want him to. But you put him in one of these hunt tests and. He, he might not even <laughs> pass a junior. No. You know what I mean? You could have an old, great lab, and they just do little things that you wouldn't necessarily find in a regular. When, he, when are you ever going to have a duck filled with maggots while you're out <laughs> ducking? <laughs> Unless if, not you one know, you're going to pick up. <laughs> exactly. 
If your dog brings it back, you're like, well, thanks, but I'm not bringing this home. <laughs> yeah. You'd be smacking that duck out of its mouth exactly. and leave it there. Yeah. One one thing that, uh, you know, if you have never ran a hunt test or NAVDA or HRC, um, all those um, competitions is dogs, you know, I, I would just say they escalate to a whole nother level. And it's not just like on level of like ability it's adrenaline and they can read us if we're nervous as handlers. I mean, they get, I mean, we bring them up with them or we bring them down, but um, they know all those other dogs, dog trailers, you know, you might have hundred dogs on the grounds, dogs barking, dogs, you know, everywhere. Hopefully no one brings a, a bitch in heat, but <laughs> that's a whole nother game right there. But uh, anyways, what I'm, my point is, is that these dogs are jacked up when they go to this and, and um, all the training that you thought you had and, you know, going into practice and training and this and that, it's, uh, they show a whole nother side of themselves when they're at a, at a test as you guys saw. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So before me and Austin get into our hunt test stories, what, have, what were we doing all week to prepare for this hunt test? We were using pigeons. Um, I had a few frozen teal. A few frozen teal, and we were just, we didn't do much land work. We we did a lot of, lot more land work in the front yard here by the trailer. Yeah, but that was more bumper stuff. And it was You were using mallards, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. At least they were a little bigger than teal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Young mallards, yeah. <laughs> Um, then the land work we were doing, we were only doing maybe 50 to 60 yards, I would say. Yep. Um, which is kind of funny to look back at it. Now we tried doing 80 to a hundred yard retrieves and they were just not marking. <laughs> Here's your sign. So we were, instead of fixing that situation, we kind of said, well, let's just go forward. <laughs> hey, this is what not to do. Yeah. If you're yeah. training for yes. a junior. Yes. Do what the test says it's going to do. Well, and the, the other part is, too, is it either takes a gunner, you know, and I say gunner is a, a duck thrower, and you can't, it's so hard, even with a bird launcher, to replicate what a gunner is out there in the field. And so even if that, you use one gunner and he moves from that one, once your dog's bringing it back, moves to the next spot, that's better than just you know you hand throwing it because what we do as trainers a lot of times we end up hand throwing and hand throwing and that dog starts looking at us for that bird absolutely you gotta teach them to trust hey keep looking out there that bird is eventually going to be thrown and that's what we were trying to do in the first few days i mean it was a bunch of work because hank angel uh guinea every time i mean we would start getting set up um they would start looking back, looking at us, and then we, I mean, it's windy out here, so we had to get some good duck calls and really blow, really fire the shotgun a few times to yeah. get them to start looking out. Mm -hmm. And then I would say, oh, three days before the hunt test, we go, hey, let's start working on some watermarks. And, I mean, you dove into it on YouTube, I dove into it on YouTube, and everything I found on YouTube wasn't super difficult on the water. Did they did they have hunt tests on the YouTube? Yes. Oh, yep. Cool. 
Um, well, and I apologize. I was MIA during this. <laughs> you guys had, you guys uh, got a paid education because uh, we paid the entries, and you guys learned. Yes. <laughs> but then we we pull out Guinea Thursday, was it? Two days before the hunt test, and I threw a pigeon into the water. And what happened, Austin? Um. Well, she marked it. Okay, I'll give her that. Um. Gets in the water. And I don't even know what you like to call it, but just starts essentially doggy paddling with her front paws splashing around, gets to the bird and is splashing so much that she can't, she can't see the bird. <laughs> she and put she, the bird under, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah, and then she would put her head under to try and grab it. But, I mean, I call it like they're just swimming with their front feet, not their yeah. back. And they don't trust themselves in the water, so they're paddling so hard they can't see. And I was like, oh, crap. <clears throat> And she's already signed up. There's no getting your money back. So I was like, well, might as well bring her. It's a it's a training training session. They, we might get lucky, and they might just throw one on the bank. But um, that happened. And then, uh, so for those that don't know, Greg Middleton has guineas. She's a pheasant bonanza dog, but uh, she lives with Greg Middleton throughout the summer and the off time. And then during season, she comes up here. Or when she comes in heat, she, we bring her back up so she has puppies. But what did he tell you on Saturday at the hunt test? Well, after she ran, and we'll get more into that here in a bit, um, <laughs> I'm talking to Greg, and I'm like, you know, we got some work to do. And he said, yeah, I probably should have talked to Jace, but, um, yeah, I've never actually put her in the water before. <laughs> And I kind of chuckled. I didn't mean to chuckle in front of him, but I kind of chuckled just because we had we had seen that while we were training. Like, well, I don't know if she's ever been in water before. <laughs> we, I guarantee, we have some uh, listeners just laughing. <laughs> this is what not to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what the name of the podcast episode should be: "What Not to Do When Dog Training Learn. for Hunt Tests." Yeah. So, anyway. So what happened was um, I signed these dogs up for this hunt test. I had a funeral come up. Austin has done very minimal dog training before. I tell him, hey, um, Saturday you're going to a hunt test because the one other guy that could have done it for us, you pissed off. (laughs) You know, I kind of set myself into the situation in a sense. (laughs) Another what not to do. Another, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, Brad, gonna... if you're listening, Austin really is sorry. I really am sorry. I felt so bad. Because he would have probably got six passes. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, probably. <laughs> feel bad for the dogs. Yeah. yeah. Poor dogs. It was a good learning experience for them and us, though, I think. They had fun. But anyway, so diving into this story a little bit, Brad built us some really nice shooting um, benches and asked Austin to help him unload them. It was during Clay League. Austin goes, I got to go fix the machine r- real quick. I'll be right back. Forgets about Brad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a second. Let hey, me. <laughs> this is hey. This is good for. I hope Brad, we're gonna definitely send this one to yeah. Brad. But this is Brad. Let me defend myself. Um, I know I haven't gotten to talk to you. 
I ended up working on more than just one machine and helping out a few more people. I ended up taking 45 minutes to an hour. And then by that time, I had completely forgotten. I am deeply sorry. I hope you can forgive me. I wasn't just trying to blow you off on that. But, yes, there are some shooting stands we have out at the rifle range. By the way, it's open now. You should go check it out. Um, That aren't light. No, they're made out of really solid wood. We got, you know, the legs are made out of what? Four by four posts? Yeah, four by fours, and the uh-huh. rest of them are treated. Yeah, two by sixes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, these things aren't light, and they're good size. Um, and yeah. And he set them up really nice, too. He, he did. just didn't throw them out there. He, he put them in the shed. He and did. And we appreciate him for doing that. Um, good thing he does CrossFit. Yes. He was able to get them out of his Absolutely. truck. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I call him the next day and I go, hey, Brad, I got three dogs going to this junior hunt test. I had a funeral come up. Do you think you could run these? And he just says, no. And he goes, I'm sorry, but I can't. And then hung up on me. I'm like, well, way to go, Austin. (laughs) (laughs) So I I get Austin, or I talk to Austin the next day. I'm like, well, you're going to these hunt tests. Let's start working with you. And that whole week, you were the dog handler, and I was just throwing for you pretty much. Mm -hmm. And it was a good week. I learned a lot. Um Definitely not prepared though. <laughs> no, it's a, hey, you know yeah. what though? It was a good uh it was a good experience for mm-hmm. you. So if you had to take one thing from that Saturday hunt test. The one thing I would say I learned the most is the junior scoop is real and you should definitely use it as well as you can. That's the only reason why Angel didn't pass her field test. I could have done the junior scoop before she started tearing into that bird. <laughs> but it was my first run. It was her first mark. Okay, and di- dive into the whole story on this. Okay. So I wake up early, go pick up the dogs at Pheasant Bonanza, and I take them down to Missouri Valley. Um, ended up doing the exact opposite of what Jace did. I showed up to the Masters, and they said, no, you got to go to this one, which is the one I sent Jace to, which ended up being wrong for him. <laughs> they just flip-flopped. Yeah, they flip-flopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I go to the other property. I get there. Uh, talking to the judges, they ran a test dog. You you start in one holding blind, move to a second holding blind, then you move to your third and final holding blind. After that dog in front of you runs, the right. judges will ask you if you're ready. And these holding blinds, just so if you don't know, they're just T-posts with some painted tarp to block you from seeing everything. Yep. Just so you, because they're throwing the, the birds in the same spot every time, um, at least in the same area. They're throwing them from the same... Um, Holding blind where they have kids throwing ducks up. Um, so I get up. Judges. I had watched YouTube videos, so I knew what they were judging over. I knew what the rules were. No slip leads. No e-collars. Um, they have to release your dog before you release them. So I get up there, and the only thing I'm thinking is just wait for the judge to say dog or dog number five. Yep. And then release her. So I'm trying to you know, make sure I'm focusing on that and throw up the bird shoot it judge says dog i wait a few seconds because i heard from someone on youtube say if you just let your hand off the collar and then give it a few seconds and then send them that shows the judges a little bit of trainability which is one of the four things that they're judging on Mm -hmm. so i release her she goes back gets the bird i mean she bolts too and that's something the judges are looking at is how how on it these dogs are gets to the bird brings it straight back drops it three feet at my at my feet 
three feet away from me. You can't touch the dog. You can't go pick up the bird. It has to be delivered to hand. And um, so I take a few steps to the side and I say, fetch it up, fetch it up, hold. And she's just tearing this dog. I mean, feathers. And I mean, she's pulling out the inside. I'm watching. I'm like, fetch it, hold, fetch, uh, fetch, uh, hold, sit, fetch it, hold. All right, Angel, let's go. And I I finally ended up grabbing the bird off the ground while she's still chewing it up. And as I'm pulling it away, she's she's still chewing on it as I'm pulling it. Oh, no. And so I'm like. Come on, give it to me. Now it's just an embarrassment at this point. I'm playing tug of war with Angel in front of these judges. Finally get the bird out of her mouth, hand it back to the judges, make her heal. And he said, all right, don't let her do that again. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe, wow. maybe this guy. He let you run the second one. Yes. He said, don't let it happen again. I said, all right. So <laughs> send her on the second bird, which is a shorter bird. That was the 100-yard bird. That was the harder one that's been tricking up the dogs. Um Brings it straight back. I do the junior scoop perfectly, grab the duck, hand it to the judge. And he said, sorry, I just can't get past how bad she tore that bird up. Because he got it in his hand. He looked at it. He said, I, I can't pass you on that. I said, I, I totally understand. This is my first time running one of these. Thank you for your time. And I went to go get Jenny, um, second dog. So uh, one one thing, too, that we can <laughs> – so all the um, listeners understand is you can run a flat buckle collar on juniors. With a clip-on lead, they actually prefer that. Yep. yep. And the, versus, uh, they didn't let you use a slip lead. Nope. Well, if you ran the slip lead, you had to run it inside the collar. Okay. And then slip it through. Yeah. They didn't want you running around the neck because they say it simulates a choking collar yeah. or a yeah, choke a spike collar device. Yep. Yep. So um, that's one thing. And then number two on uh, on the whole. Uh, bringing it back you can take one step if you with your one leg keep a plant you, foot keep a plant foot kind of like um like shoot to retrieve and all these um hunt um hunting competitions we do in the field the tournament hunters uh so you can take one step and kind of do what we call the the junior scoop or the junior dive and they don't have to really come around and heal and sit before you deliver the bird so just so people understand that so that's what he's saying on the junior scoop. And they were honestly pretty lenient on even like a second step. I saw a few guys that passed. Oh, really? There was like, it was definitely more than one step, but they weren't, you just can't make it obvious where you're running out to the dog, you know. You know what else makes a difference? That confidence. If you would have had uh, 15 dogs. Yeah. A little bit of entry money. <laughs> 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 you might have forgot about. Well, I, I've never seen them uh, pass a, a when they chew a bird up. Um, even in ju- uh, seniors and masters, I ran with a few people that if their dog would crunch, just like crunch down, mm-hmm. fail. Really? Yeah. So not even just eat, like just <coughs> you know the actual the crunch, like crunching the bones. They kind of get that satisfying feeling mm-hmm. from that. They'll fail them just off that. I can promise Angel did more than just crunch the bones. <laughs> <laughs> Don't All be right. too graphic. Bricks needs to uh, feed her a little bit more. <laughs> so go ahead and roll into the one dog that passed. So we have a yellow lab named Hank. Great dog. He's on my guide string this year. I'm super excited to get to hunt with him. Um, so he's my last dog for the day. I've already had two fails, and I'm thinking, well, buddy, this is this is really it, you know. We're either going home with <laughs> one pass or, or three <laughs> fails. And so I, I think 
one thing that helped me is going in with Hank, I wasn't as nervous as I was with Jenny and Angel because I already had what what the worst thing that could have happened. Everything bad happened. happened. Yes, yeah. exactly. And so I'm like, well, you know, we have nothing to lose here. It's either we win or we just go home. <laughs> and um, and um, you know, it's not your fault. It's Chase's fault. If... Yeah, well, it always is. Hey, but, quick question. You guys weren't wearing Pheasant Bonanza gear at all. <laughs> 100%. I was oh, wearing my guide's oh, vest. You told, me to, you told me to wear the <laughs> no. orange blazer. I no, said, do not wear that. <laughs> I'm kidding. I wasn't wearing it. I wasn't wearing it. Um, you would have been the only one. <laughs> no, yeah. I would have looked like a goofball. Um, but that's the other thing. I didn't know before coming into this. You're supposed to wear camo. That's why I said like hunting color. You can wear drab, uh, like a drab green. Um, you can wear black. I want black. Yeah, black. You could wear what you're wearing there, but they do not want like orange or you cannot wear white because that's a, kind of a advantage, you know, if you're handling. Oh, for so they want it more hunting colors. So when you're handling, you do not tan your palm. Is that right? No, you definitely want to keep that white. <laughs> you got baby powder on your hands But we do have a problem If your dog trainer is not tan You might want to look for another dog trainer <laughs> Just saying You can only get so many marks in a machine shed Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Alright, continue with Hank So, we're walking up And he doesn't really know what's going on um, We haven't put him in holding blinds before I think we're going to start doing that before the next hunt test Just simulating you know this is what we're doing um but he's kind of sitting there looking at me whine for a second then he sit there and we get to the next one he do the same thing and finally we get out there. hold on talk about the sit thing real quick oh well yeah so once we once i finally get <laughs> i'm surprised they let him do this to the judges i um, didn't tell him not to do it either um Jay said sh- he didn't necessarily show me how to do this. I just I've worked with Jace on dog training for a little bit now, and one thing that I've just n- noticed him doing is when he gets a dog to heel on his left side, but it's not sitting, he'll reach his right foot around his left leg and just give him a slight tap on the. It's nothing serious. It's just just a little tap on yeah, the butt, a little reminder. Hey, hey, sit. sit. Um, and I didn't even mean to do it, but we're getting there, <laughs> and I get Hank to heel on my left side. And, of course, he sees the ducks in the rack, so he's, like, getting all excited. And finally, I just gave him that little tap with my toe, and he sits down, and the judge goes, what the? I've never seen that before. <laughs> I can't believe they, yeah. they, they yeah. Well, And then, so I run Hank. He does phenomenal. Um, well, he does great because he drops the bird at my feet. I take three steps to my right. I say, fetch it up. Then he picks it up, and then I do the junior scoop on both um, marks on land judge says i've never seen someone do that before um don't i'm not gonna bust you for it don't do it again yeah he said <laughs> you get into the masters and seniors they'll get you for kicking a dog even though they know you're just letting them know hey sit you're just tapping them um he said they'll, they'll get you for kicking the dog and fail you for it i said oh, I, yeah. I to be honest i didn't even mean to <laughs> <laughs> it's just out of instinct um so we ended up passing on land make it to the water, had a couple of great retrieves, did the same thing he did to me on land, dropped it at my feet, but then fetched it up so it was no biggie. Um, yeah. How stoked were you for that ribbon? I was pretty stoked. I was glad I was bringing something home. Did you hang it above your Yep. No. Your bed? <laughs> I just <laughs> left it in his truck. I think he's got it now. Um, need to give that one to George. It's yeah. in my office. We're ready. It's perfect. Yep. Get a picture. 
do a picture down by the pond. I got, yep. Um, the one and only. I was just glad to be there and kind of learn. Uh, one of the judges actually told me he was running a dog in the Masters. And the dog healed on his right side. He wanted it to heal on the left. So all he did was just a quick flick. And to get the dog over on the left side, they failed him for that. Because he flicked his... Because yeah. it was noise. Well, it's You're a training. That's a training tool. Yeah. Yeah. Like a clicker? Makes sense. All right. There, so. There's a lot of loopholes in all this. I mean, I've seen guys use boots as training tools. I mean, all kinds of stuff. So there's a, you know. So I get ready to go Sunday morning. Austin sends me the location. I show up. I watch the test dog and everything. I rolled in a little late. I watch the test dog and everything, and they start throwing multiple marks. I'm like, oh, I've not been working on any of this. <laughs> I, I nudge the guy next to me, and I go, is this the um, is this the juniors? And he goes, no. This is the seniors. You need to go out and around, and there's this little river you got to go, but you got to go back through town to go what is a mile as the crow flies. So you got to go five miles around. I show up. I pull in late. Lady comes up to you comes up to me and goes are you jace and i'm like yes um and i'm scrambling around she goes no rush we'll get you in when we get you in michael they skip you yeah they skip me they did and they let you still around yeah wow yeah. usually they, usually if you're not there i mean i've, I've seen them just yeah, yeah they said but they probably they didn't know you weren't at a different test what it, so that's what that's some, what she said she yeah, was gonna call over there and Right. Look for me. If you would have been overrunning the different tests, they'll move you around, you mm -hmm. know, all day long. But um, because you didn't have another dog <laughs> in the game, I'm surprised they let you. So I have Angel first. Get her up there, and it's a hundred yard mark. But to that day, the wind was blowing from me to the duck, so it's a backwards wind. So it was all mark. They throw it out. And this is something that threw me for a loop is a live flyer, and I thought, you know, they throw the bird up, they shoot it. They had two guys, and each bird, no matter if it was dead on the first shot or the boom, 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 boom. There was three shells put into these ducks, so that escalates the adrenaline. Too. Oh yeah, and you, the other thing it takes out out is a lot less of those birds are flopping on the ground. Right, they are dead on the ground. So um, I get Angel, hundred yard mark, sender, boom, right there right back junior dive um the judge goes i don't can't remember what he said for sure but he goes that he said it was the best mark he's seen that day um and then he says down south we call that sure-footed or something like that and i do the junior dive and he goes good catch healer back up and i'm feeling like yeah austin <laughs> couldn't do this yesterday i'm like yes then the next mark is oh 40 yards and I send her, and we hunted for it for 45 seconds and came back. I'm like, oh, frick, how did we not find this one? And, um, you know, the mark was pretty tough because there was trees in the background, and I would say that duck was in the air for probably three seconds. It was grass high. It was a pretty tough mark, but she just was never on the right side of it on the wind and came back. So she, I, she hunted out to it, though? She, I mean, I would say, she was five yards short. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Five yards short. So then I bring out Guinea. She failed on the first bird, 100-yard mark. She went 50 yards and came back. And she wanted to try and get the ducks off the um, stand. So I grabbed <laughs> her. I said, thank you for your time. Put her away. Pull out Hank. 
like, yeah. Here right, we go. Here we go. <laughs> this is my one ribbon. I'm feeling confident here. That 100-yard mark, let him sit there and think about it a little bit. Send him. Sent him. And that wind was backwards. He hunted hard for about the one minute at the most and came back. I was like, God damn it. Austin at least came back with a ribbon. I'm coming back with nothing. <laughs> <laughs> learning experience. Very learning experience. And the other thing I think we need to work with with the dogs is, you know, setting up a blind, mm-hmm. like those blinds out there. That way they at least know, hey, I got to hunt up until this blind at least a little yeah. past it. That way they start, you know, being able to use that as some helping to their marks. Um the other, you know, using, using, well, we were in some pretty short grass, but they had some blue stem out there that was pretty tall in spots. Um, and then we got, you know, I was the last one to run. We, they switched over to water. And what the water retrieved was they had 10 yards of water to cross. And then the first mark was 60 yards past the water. Yep. So they had to watch it go down cross the creek, come back out, and then go get that mark. And that was, you know, I don't know if any of the dogs, because that was tough. That was really tough. Uh, We would have had some troubles with that. I watched a few dogs fail on that. Um, But, you know, it was a great learning experience. Um, You know, we know what to work on. I don't know if we'll find another one this fall yet or not, but springtime we're going to be ready to roll. One thing me and you have talked about since you came back was um, even me bringing a kayak to work because there's a spot on the lake back behind Trent's house where there's a creek that runs through. What I what we would be able to do is set up one of those blinds like they do where the kids are throwing the birds and I could paddle across there and get on the other side. And then we could go 30 or 40 yards past that. Just getting the dogs, I mean, that'll help them with longer retrieves in general, but getting through the water, getting back on land, finding that bird, um, I think that'll help a lot. So what was the one thing that you learned off these hunt tests? Uh, Junior scoop is real and that we just, when we're working with the dogs, longer retrieves. And not just, you know, once they don't do it, okay, let's let's scoot in. No, let's figure out where this bird is. Mm -hmm. And one thing that, you know, and I, again, I was MIA when you guys were working for this, but, or working towards this is if if you think they're going to be a 100-yard mark to do 150, you know, 160, 175. And masters, I mean, they'll go sometimes 200 yards. But, uh, um, well, they say they don't, but um, they do. And uh, I just think that, um, you know, just that drive to be able to blow past, it's, it's so much, you know, we always say this, it's easier to get a dog to come back forward, mm-hmm. you know, back to us, than back like in driving back and uh just like when we do blinds if we can get a dog to just take a nice line we can always stop them go left right you know come back in but it is hard to get them to go past it's very rarely it's kind of like like in shooting to to shoot in front it's hard for a dog to to go too far i mean usually they're always short short stopping it something i definitely learned in the the four things they train on is train or they judge on trainability marking perseverance and what's the other one um style style yes and that um perseverability that's that's something you know i i noticed that our dogs didn't do as much as the other dogs where those dogs would stay out there and 
try at least try yeah. and find that bird for drive. five ten minutes. Yeah. Where ours were after a minute, like, hey, uh, this is normally when you grab all the pointers and we all to- all yeah. walk towards that pheasant together yeah. and we swing down wind on it. You know, and uh, Hank being a pointing lab. A lot of times, and we've had this issue with Stokes, we had this issue with Maverick a little bit, is a dog with a really good nose, they rely so much on their nose that they're actually hunting too much. In these tests, they want to see marking more than, mm-hmm. than the hunt. Uh, they don't want the dog hunting too much using their nose. Sometimes their nose gets them in trouble. But uh, <laughs> something I was going to tell you is one thing you should uh, think about doing is just run uh, Maverick in a senior. You know, he's already a master. Is you can rerun dogs. That's all what day, all I was seeing in the program. Yeah. A lot of these masters already had their titles. Yeah, yeah, that, they're already like Maverick would be listed as a master hunter. You could run them in the junior if you want. You know, just for I mean, not that you'd want to do that, but just to get some experience in like a senior, just run a master dog in a senior, just so that you can kind of feel good. Why do guys rerun them? For fun. It's just like uh, why do old men do old man sports? You know, I mean, it's I mean seriously, I mean it's like. It's kind of intramural. I mean, just kind of they keeps their mind fresh. Mm-hmm. And competition, them, yeah. competition, yeah, and they and they keep training them. I've seen masters ran. Uh, the other reason they run masters again is they need to have so many masters in a row, consecutive in a year, to do master nationals. Ah, uh. and you know, so they're wanting to go for master nationals, which is basically the top master hunter of the in the whole nation. Makes sense. Well, it was quite the learning experience this week. Jace, what did you take from it? What would you say? Um, first take off, away? show up early. Um, <laughs> That's about <laughs> it. You usually don't have that problem. No, normally. I mean, er, everywhere I go pretty early, but I was just running <laughs> behind, and then all of a sudden, well, it didn't help that as soon as I let Guinea out of the kennel, um, she just took off for a run. <laughs> so I went and grabbed Hank and Angel, threw them in the truck real quick, and then I was kind of driving around looking to see where guinea went she was on the side of the building where we normally keep birds for the members she was trying to find birds over there <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, that's funny um and then uh you know it's just if if they tell you it's up to something it's probably gonna be up to something yeah like, they're gonna do yeah 100 yards yes yeah. 99 uh, if you could give one thing to somebody just starting out or wanting to get into it, um, you know, I mentioned this the other day, but uh, my my advice would be train with other people. You know, just get that uh, adrenaline pumping a little bit. Try to get two or three people doing the same test and, and run each dog through there to try to replicate what a hunt test oh, is. Oh, absolutely. I'd love to do that this spring and next summer is we just have every other weekend Training club. Training club where you come out here, we have the blind set, and we're running through. Because without three, four people, there's no way you can realistically run through those situations. Right. And then what you do is you just our members can pay for the birds, and then everyone just helps. They cycle through. Yeah. So that would be my you know advice for somebody new. Do you guys have anything else? Just just do it. Just train. <laughs> Don't and, be too nervous. And the it'll hurt you more than it'll help you. The guy I was talking to the most, he runs mostly HRC, which is more closely related to hunting. But he failed his water on the second day, and I just heard him tell his wife, "Well, this is what happens when you take a week off of training." And he's told me that he hadn't trained for that week. Train, yeah. train. 
get your dog out there. It's it's a thousand rep system, and you quit doing your reps, and you're not going to get the results. But I mean, it was it was amazing learning experience, and I thank Pheasant Bonanza for paying my tuition on that learning experience. <laughs> it, it was really pretty cheap education. <laughs> you guys, you guys, uh, you guys learned the hard way. Um, but it was awesome. Anything else you want to throw in there, Austin? That was just something the judges mentioned too. Is um, I told them I was like, yeah, I'm I'm working with Pheasant Bonanza. I'm actually not the dog trainer though. Um, he's at a funeral, unfortunately, and. He said, well, learn while you're here. Just learn everything you can because it's not going to, you know, it's only going to help you in the future. And I said, that's, you know, that's true. I'm thinking about getting my own hunting dog. You know, why not? Just if if anything, if even if you don't think your dog's ready and you want to go to one of these things, I would just go just to learn. You know? no, it's that's a really one, cool experience. That's the one thing. I wish I would have gone up Friday and just watched the Masters. Just see it. Just be a student. Yeah see what's actually going on but i mean it was awesome i i encourage other people i mean even if it's only good things that's going to help your lab or any other retriever you have it's even if you have a pheasant dog uh you know i say it all the time the world's a lot different when you're two and a half feet tall learning those little longer marks ain't going to hurt your dog anything mm-hmm. a little steadiness doesn't hurt it either i mean bird gets up flushes you know it's not bad if that lab takes two seconds before it immediately starts running so it's not underneath that bird when you fire that shotgun. But it was, it was a great learning experience. Um, coming up for Pheasant Bonanza, season's right around the corner. What do we got, like seven days? It is go time. Yep. We got a dove season starting the first. Got a few uh, good dove spots. Plant, we planted some sunflowers. There is a bunch of Donnies down there. <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, teal opening up uh, Labor Day weekend. Yep. We got pretty much uh, the membership, um, waterfowl memberships are full. Yep. Two two different lakes this year. And then uh, Austin, what did you get going the other day? The uh, two ranges? Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, we've been working on the rifle range for quite some time now, and it's, it's pretty much set. I, I mean, I would like to put a few more targets out there, but for the most part, it's a 100% usable range. And uh, yesterday... No, two days ago. Yesterday was my day off. Got the pistol range set. It's looking pretty sweet. Looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I actually brought my pistol to work today, so I might perfect. Might have to test it out after work. Well, see. T- teach how to shoot a few things. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's we're here. Um, like Trent said, dove season's right around the corner. Me and Austin will probably be hunting the first and second. Anyone's more than welcome to. If you got a membership, come out and hunt with us. We're going to mow down some pass in the sunflower patch and try and lay a pile of doves on the ground. Oh, yeah. uh, Trent talked about the duck lakes a little bit. We just sunk in that Connex box, and, oh, she's looking good. We got short corn, uh, millet. Um, Buckwheat and short milo? Or milo. you just didn't put the fertilizer? Right. Oh. Um, no, the milo is normal. Oh, but, okay. But, yeah, the gotcha. short corn is a uh, short corn breed. And then it's going to be a flooded 14 acres, you said? 14 acres on one lake and four on the other. I mean, it's. What did we shoot last year? 700 plus ducks? What's the goal this year? 2,000? One one blind? Yeah. So two blinds? I'd say. 2,000 ducks would be a pretty good goal for the year. They say hatch is bad, but Nebraska North, has food. North Dakota and South Dakota do not have water. 
It could be a jump straight to us. I, I'm excited. <laughs> I think it's going to be a year, good year. We just need a little winter. But um, thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next week. This is the In the Field Podcast, brought to you by Pheasant Bonanza.